Yeah. Man, that shit is hard, bro. That shit is hard, dog. That shit's hard, dude. So this is an Impossible Colors podcast episode four, Ron. Episode um, four. This is a podcast starring myself, Jerome Eichner, and Ash Bridges. We just talk and shoot the shit about stuff. Shooting the shizzle. Shout out to all of our listeners. We have listeners around the world. Shout out to people in Russia, Germany. Shout out to all the countries that uh, Trump pissed off. We're Cro- sorry. Croatia. I think we got some listeners in India. Shout out to Haiti. So that's tight. Argentina. Cool. Um, about to load some of this lemon brulee. Brought to us by Jars Metro Center. It's not they're not sponsoring this or not, but I figure if I keep mentioning all the dispensaries that I get weed from, hopefully they come. One around. of them will eventually give me money or give me weed, which I will be happily paid in both. So drugs cost money. That's for sure. So how you doing, Ash? You know what? I'm fucking dandy. You know why? Because America is saved once again by black women. By black women. Apparently, that's what the fuck happened. Apparently, black women came out in droves and voted for Joe Biden. And that's why, hopefully, we have a democracy in the next fucking six months. I, I just, this word around the campfire. I don't, I don't know for sure. I mean, for me, honestly, it's, it's hard to imagine a woman voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Right? I mean, obviously, it does happen, but like... You think about at all, this all, point, all, yeah. Like, think about all the shit this dude has said, right? About women, like just all this, this skeezy shit you've heard about women. And then, like the day he got voted and got inaugurated office, I'm pretty sure there was like the largest march in the history of like marches, and all the women came together and marched against this nigga. So, like, but there's also a lot of dudes in the clan that are married, so those chicks vote for Trump. Yeah, um, it's kinda, it gets deep. It's like an indoctrination, like yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, bro, we were on twelve, what, what, three seconds to midnight from having our first American dictator. Like the shit, is, and even now he doesn't want to renounce power. But everybody's like, nah, you got to go, bro. It's over. But it's scary. He's been mad quiet. Yeah, honestly, mad quiet. Yeah, and I think that's kind of suspicious, but I mean, and it's the middle of the week, dude. Like, okay, you know the Trump, you know how the Trump show works, right? On Monday, he says some wild shit, bro. Like every Monday, like Trump is on some crazy shit, and then like before, by the time you can process what the fuck he said on Monday, on Wednesday, this dude drops some ridiculous tweet or just does some shit, has a soundbite that's ridiculous, and then he's chill for like a day or two, and then on Friday, every fucking Friday, he leaves you with a cliffhanger waiting for next week. I swear to God, this nigga ran the country like a TV show, bro. Yeah, I mean, rumor has it that. Uh if he does, I mean, when he does get out of office, he wants to start his own uh, network now and go after Fox News. And it's like, it makes sense because... It's, it's great. Well, for him, the, the, for him, it's all about power, right? And if you look at his whole career, or not his career, but his presidency, like his biggest enemy has been, quote unquote, fake news, right? Right. And for him, now that he can't be president anymore, the best solution for him is now to like try to control that power which would be news. Because honestly, media is like the really the only thing that has more power than the president, right? Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, the media made the president. Yeah, exactly. And so the, for his perspective, is like, The oh. fact that all these news agencies took him seriously after he said the Mexicans were rapists and kept on giving him sound bites, that's why he won. For sure. 
Yeah, and I think he understood. I think that's what he came to understand over the course of the last mm-hmm. four years is that, like, well, if I can't be president, then I can control who the next president is. He knew he could do anything. And if he flipped it the right way, not only are you the orchestrator of a show, which he got to get a taste of before he became president. But now you're orchestrating the, the, your entire country has become a show. Now, if you're a spoiled kid, imagine the entire world being your playground. You like we can't. Trent Reznor said it best. People that have never really had power can't understand it. And when you're raised with that kind of with that level of narcissism and to finally get to the level where it's like, I can literally do whatever the fuck I want and say whatever I want to say. And you can't. I'm the fucking president. Most of us respect that sentence. If I was the president, oh, there's some shit that comes with that. There's a sense of authority. So I got, I got, I got some stuff to do today. But if you're a narcissistic dude that's never had to really work for anything, it's like, dude, I'm the president now. Sure. That's scary, dude. Yeah. Well, there's also the the, the uh, sovereignty and the, the amnesty that comes with it, too. Like the protection that, that he can't really be touched. And I think, I think that's the biggest fear for him is the idea that, like, once this dude gets out of office, you know, the lawsuits are coming. Now, dude, I think we're I think we're all kind of anybody that's smart, that's aware of the situation that actually gave a fuck about this country understands like he needed to win bad, you know, like that 25 grand we we're talking about earlier. Like he's the one that needs that 25. <laughs> he's going to need that 25, dude. <laughs> 45 is gonna need that 25 <coughs> cause you got bro you got government lawsuits international lawsuits you got sex assaults bro like this dude is doing he's gonna make Bill Cosby look like Steve Urkel bro <coughs> yeah probably I mean the thing about that is too is that that's crazy as president of the United States <laughs> that's crazy. It's, it's a legacy thing too, right? Uh, of course. Where it's like, you know, you think about every single president. Yeah, some of them have been pretty bad. Bro, let's compare it. Let's compare it. Nixon, bro. He, the only president that, before our lifetime, but the only president that we know to really get impeached. But Clinton kind of got impeached, but not the same. Yeah. And Nixon pulled some shit and he got pardoned by Ford, right? But he still kind of got fired, you know? But he just like, you know, I'm going to leave before they fire me sort of thing. Yeah. Like, like how you do in your high profile. But think about this, though. He did one thing, nigga. Like the Watergate, okay? He, like, I mean, it was fucked up in its time. But it was one thing. Nigga, Trump, bro. Yeah. This nigga has like hood charges, nigga. Like you got a rap sheet, my nigga. Uh, the rumor has it that the plan is, is that Trump will try to retire. Um, before he's done to let Pence be president for a couple days or that week or whatever to give him a pardon leading into it. And that's what the rumor here, but, but here's the thing about that, dude, because, well, it's not even a rumor. It's just an idea. If Pence wants to run in 2024, that pardon, even though possible, can really hurt him in the long term. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a gambit, dude. It'd be a dumb move on his part, but it's also it's like a loyalty thing, basically. You know, like that's my boy. He got me this job. Let me help my brother out. Type of deal. It's some nigga shit. It's some Utah nigga shit. It's, 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 <laughs> it's possible. Trump is the most gangster president we've ever had. I mean, dude. I mean, since since shit went down, and you look at his Twitter account, ninety percent of his tweets have been about fucking the election right 
But for my head, he's like, man, this, dude, this dude's gonna talk about this shit for the rest of his life. Yo, yo, nigga, for the rest of his bro, life. Bro, you know, <laughs> nigga, you know who Trump is right now? That nigga's Adrian Broner. Hey, man, everybody know I want that boy. Everybody know I won. Like, nigga, we, nigga, you got knocked out, my nigga. Basically. You got dropped, bro. Like, you just woke up, nigga. Everybody know I want, nigga. We literally put smelling salts under your nose, nigga. Like, yeah. You didn't. It's it's, it's the delusion. Of you don't know where you are right And it's now. that abuse of power. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you have so much power, you're like, <sighs> fucking, you're the leader of the free world, for Christ's sakes. And it's like, you know. The fuck? I mean, we can't even imagine, dude. You can't even imagine. But at the same time, we both know as regular men, it comes with a bit more respect than that. For sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to spend this whole episode talking about Trump. Yeah, can we what, please change the subject? What, what I do want to talk about. Thank you. And it was um, me on my Facebook the other day, and I was scrolling through, and I saw somebody who I hadn't seen in a very long time, and I was wondering what your thoughts were on this dude. Who's that? The Black Power Ranger. Oh, Zach. He was doing a conference, some con out here, or he's going to do like signing autographs and shit. And it had me thinking, like, oh man, the Black Power Ranger. Like he is low key, like one of the most influential martial artists of our time. He doesn't get a lot of love. He's right? not enough, bro. But when you, not really, enough. When you really think about like the grand spe- spectrum of black martial artists, like for kids that like, coming up at our, Dude, our age, it was like the nicest, bro. Now, with that in mind, I also thought about how stereotypical they fucking made that dude. It was <laughs> bad. It was bad. His hip hop kiddo, you know what I'm saying? All that shit. Like, but he had the moves, though, dude. It was pretty dope. He had the moves. You know, and you know the thing about Zach, he didn't parlay it like the the green, the white ranger did. You know, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy's been milking that shit for the last twenty forever. years, forever. Forever. He's been in every version of Power Rangers too, I believe, in some way, shape, or form. That. He's come back like eight times. Yeah, he has. Dude. And did you see the trailer? Like, or not the trailer, but that little clip where they they have like all the Power Rangers. Yeah, and yeah. He, he was like the first one, like the like, like the leader. Yeah, yeah that's that's. That's his shit though. Like, like it's like he owned it. You know what I'm saying? Me. I am the number one power agent. <laughs> like, I, I saw I saw this dude do like an MMA fight when he was 36, and um, it, it kind of looked like um, I'm not saying he can he can't fight because Lord knows you know he can fight, dude. He's tough, but yeah. like you know, he's get older and shit. And I saw the fight, and it kind of looked like. Um, What's his name? Uh, 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 Expendables. The fucking guy. Fuck Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, man, tried to become a boxer. I've looked at all of Mickey Rourke's fights online. They're horrible. Like this. Like he has to go overseas and shit. And it's like it's. It looks, dude. Just watch. Look up Mickey Rourke boxing, and it's bad. Actually, what I want to look up first is like I want to look up if the Green Ranger has done anything besides be a Power Ranger. No, he was an MMA fighter. He had three fights, but like that's then that's what I'm relating to. He had three fights. I watched him. Like the dude is dope on TV, bro. But <sighs> dude, they I don't want to talk shit. All right, so check it out. I'm just gonna read off some of these things. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Power Rangers Zero, Power Rangers Dino Thunder, Power Rangers Ninja, Power Rangers Robots, Ninjak, Ninjak versus the Valiants. That doesn't sound like a No, that's variant. That's a comic book series. Uh, Sweet Valley High. 
I think, Whoa! I think, nice I, think, I think Sweet Valley High is actually the most interesting one of all these. Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High? What, he was in that? Yeah. That nigga's... <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that he, he was in more than just Power Rangers. But the point is, is that going back to when I saw this picture of the Black Ranger, right? Right. Okay, I'm sorry. I was yeah. like, okay... He's doing a con, right? I'm like, oh man, he must be strapped for cash. Cause that's what I'm thinking. Because you think about Jason David Frank, that dude loves being a Power Ranger, right? Yeah. You think about all the Power Rangers, he's pretty much the only one that you see on a regular basis that's out there being a Power Ranger. The rest of them ain't out there milking it like that. Nah. For me, I, I And they could, they easily could. I think about the Black Rangers, like, oh man, bills are tight. Uh, rent's due. I got hit with COVID. <laughs> I got I got to do some conferences. You know what I'm saying? I got I got to hit some cons real quick, reluctantly. Like I'm not trying to be out here shaking these hands and sign these autographs. I'm the Black Ranger. Fuck that. Damn. I meant to hip hop kiddo. You know that's the whole thing. Ah, oh, damn, bro, you're fucking at the legacy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> And that was the point of why I brought it up because it's like, oh, uh, I never thought it'd be like COVID makes kid, it different, bro. COVID makes it different. Like, damn, bro. Like, as like, a kid, right? Like watching that dude grow up, like he was a fucking man. And then he left, obviously. He got replaced. But he never did anything besides that. I'm sure he got nice, fat Power Ranger checks for a good long time, right? But obviously they ran kind of dry because he's out here doing these cons. Well, that's during COVID in a pandemic. That's that's real, you know? Um, you know, it kind of goes back to the old uh, the Adam West thing, dude. You know, fucking Batman had been off of the air since like 60 fucking 7, 68, right? This nigga's doing car shows in like 82, nigga. In the bat suit. <laughs> faded, nigga. Like, faded, dude. And the Simpsons, they called it out when they, when they did the old... Uh, you saw the Adam West episode. When yeah, said, yeah. And the, and the Batmobile drove off and the shit was rattling and shit. Nigga, the Batmobile... Nigga, he kept that Batmobile for almost 20 years. Nigga, that shit was fucked up by the end, bro. But is that like a... Is that a Jason David Frank situation or is that a, a Zach Black Ranger situation? Is he is he being the Batman suit and driving the car because he loves being Batman so much or is it because he just doesn't have any other way to get money? It's a little bit of both. Just... It's a little bit of both. Yeah, hit his peak, right? Dude, you, come on, man. It's like, it's the worst type of tight casting, bro. Where are you going to go from Batman, nigga? You were Batman, dog. Nigga, come on. What are you going to do? Well, it's not that. It's, it's just the type of Batman that he played, right? At that time, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, like, he was corny Batman. Well, I mean, think about it. All of all of the Batman that we've had in our lifetimes have been serious actors before they got the role. Like, you have to earn your stripes before niggas before Warner Brothers takes you seriously to get that role. Michael, sure, yeah. Michael Keaton put it down, dude. Yeah. We all saw Mr. Mom, nigga. That shit was dope. Yeah. Same with Robert Pattinson. He put in work. Yeah, exactly. Like he deserved it, yeah. Yeah. A fucking uh, Christian Bell, nigga, was fucking in Steven Spielberg movie when he was, like, fucking 12, bro. You know what I'm saying? Nigga's been killing it his whole life. Um, Ben Affleck. It's fucking Ben Affleck, dude. Um, something, something to saying. It's like these dudes have gravitas before they even put on the fucking cow. But Adam West was like campy Batman on TV, bro. Like they don't even put Batman on TV anymore because the fucking goddamn IP is so expensive. True. It's not worth it. Right. They're fucking up the money. Unless they brought back the animated series. Well, that, dude, that was, that was, that, that, that was a moment in its time that's never going to happen again. I would be the best version of Batman, depending on who you ask. But you think about that, it's like kind of different for Spider-Man. With Spider-Man, they got, when Tobey Maguire was popping, or when they brought him on, his biggest movie was Secretariat, right? But, <clears throat> dude, you got to understand, it's a different company, dude. It's fucking so- it's Sony, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, not Sony. Who, who produced fucking Spider-Man? The it was fr- Sony. 
Yeah, it was Sony. Yeah. And Sony's a young movie company, dude. Warner Brothers, dude, they've been in the game, bro, for like, nigga, since the fucking 20s, doc. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a different structure. Sony's been around, nigga, for like 20 years, bro. And even now, dude, they got fucking internet leaks and shit. Like, like, dog, Sony's, like, bro, think about the last fucking five big movies Sony's produced, bro. Sony's shit is whack. Nigga, Ghostbusters 2016, nigga, they made that. Motherfucking Jamie Foxx Electro, they made that. Like, bad choices, bro. And they knew they were fucking up. That's why they had to fucking suck the mouse's dick to get their money right. Because they were fucking up the money because they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, I mean... Dudes, they fucked Spider-Man up, bro. And you're a Spider-Man fan. Explain this shit to me. When it comes to the Spider-Man thing, I think what they they came down to... It's a big fucking deal. Is that they got greedy. Boom! Boom, they got greedy and they stopped caring about the character and they lost the base. Well, because if you if you know the story behind Spider-Man 3, right? Where it was like, no, Sam, I don't. like Sam Raimi, like originally when Sony brought on Sam Raimi, they had six Spider-Man plans. The whole Sinister Six and, and all that they denim. Like the whole thing. And then like, come, by the time that the second one popped off was super successful, Sony was like, oh shit, you guys are really like villains, right? So let's put more villains in Spider-Man 3. Ah. So that's the, I think originally the story was supposed to focus just on Sandman. And I think they were going to try to like introduce the thread of um, Venom. Right. Which is kind of like how the movie's presented. But when you watch that movie, right? Like it's like Venom and then they kill Venom off at the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like the stupidest thing. You, that's the biggest mistake they made was killing Venom off because, you know, it's fucking Venom. They pulled a Zack Snyder before Zack even made fucking Girl Punch or whatever the fuck that shit was. And the thing about it is that Spider-Man 3 is still one of the most successful Spider-Man movies. I think we all saw it. I saw that shit in the yeah. theater. But it wasn't successful enough for Sony to be like, oh, well, let's uh, keep it going. Sam Raimi, I think. For the fourth one, you can like go online and read the script. I think he had like a whole like badass plot line. I don't remember at the top of it, but it involved like bringing in the Sinister Six, bringing back all certain characters. It was pretty dope, but obviously, um, they killed Venom, yeah, and they picked the wrong dude to plan. Nothing against, uh, honestly, I think Topher Grace should have been Peter Parker. Topher Grace would have been a great Peter Parker, yeah, he would have been fantastic. Now, I think he actually was up for the role. But he got beat out by Tobey Maguire. Dude, I just saw him in uh, Black Klansman, and the nigga's aging like fucking wine, bro. He could still be Spider-Man if they never fucked the continuity. Like, he still has the face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're when, you, when you're getting a character like that, you want a guy that's going to age well. It's like, you need 10 years of movies out this fucking dude, you know? Yeah, I saw him uh, in Black Mirror. He's in, in one of the new episodes of Black Mirror. And, uh, when I saw him in there, it made me realize that, oh man, Topher Grace is kind of low key one of like, the best actors of our generation. Like, I'm bro, he carries that 70s show, dog. Yeah. Nobody will admit it. That was his show, nigga. Yeah. That was his show. That's why he left first, dude. I understand. He has but, range. You know I'm saying, dude, he, dude, Predators, bro. Did you see Predators, dog? Mm-hmm. Bro, I saw that shit in the theater. It was a great turn, bro. Like, a lot of people didn't like that movie. I enjoyed it. And him at the end fucking flipping out and being the most sadistic one out of all the... Dude, it was a great turn. And it was a more psychological thriller than the, you know, adrenaline-fueled version that we saw when we were younger. It was a nice turn of pace for our generation. I mean, yeah, it was pussified compared to the original. But come on, it's Arnold, dude. You can't compete. But it's like, if they gave Topher Grace the role of Batman, 
actually be okay with that because it's one of those situations where Topher Grace is Batman. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, man. We're going there. You're going there because what? Based off of what you just said, dude. Off of the fact, what's that, in this weed? Are you serious? Off of the fact that you said that it's based off of longevity, right? And like career status, right? It'd be mm. such a it'd be such a left turn, right? To make someone like Topher Grace Batman. But if he I, got yoked though, but man. I'm saying, I think he could live. It's, just, it's the same thing when they casted to, uh, Tobey Maguire as Spider Man. Everybody was like, "What the fuck?" And he kind of he, 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 he killed he it. Kind of killed it, right? He killed it, dude. Like and he's so been it's, the best. It's a dude. matter of like just being able to have that that range. And I think that you know what? Now that you open, I've never even thought about Topher Grace's Batman. But when I kind of fumble around in my mind, now I'm, you know me, I'm a physical guy. He's got to get a little yoked. I mean, I think naturally he feels more like a Robin. Right, or, yeah. or like, a, or even like a Damian Wayne type of character, but like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Topher Grace, Topher Grace in the Bad Universe. Who would he really be? You know who he would be to me? Red Hood. He would be sure. a sick ass Red Hood. Dude. Sure, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be dope. Like to Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, fucking. Were dope. they were they trying to do that, <laughs> dude? But they were trying to do Red Hood. No, 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 no. Warner Brothers doesn't have it. They don't have balls like that yet, dude. Um, no, I, I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, right, right. I think that's what they were going to do for his for the athlete trilogy before it got canceled. Um, that might have been the case. It might have been in script version, but nothing that's coming out slated. Because we get, dude, we're going to have fucking three different Batman next year, dude. It's going to be crazy. Okay, I mean, what they're trying to do is do what Sony did with um, Spider Man. Two years ago, well, the, like everybody's on Marvel's nuts, dude. Well, they, well fucking Sony. Admittedly, Sony fucking absolutely killed it with Spider-Man that year. They, Bro, they dropped Spider-Verse. They had Venom. They dropped. Well, they, they dropped the actually, you know what? I was talking shit earlier, dude. I totally forgot about that, dude. They have course. I mean, with the rest of, I'm talking about a lot of their other movies, but like with Spider-Man, they have totally course corrected in a lot of positive ways. Well, Spider-Verse. I mean, that was something that was like. Still haven't seen it yet. It's like five or six years in the making. One of those deals. And like one of those is it, the script was brilliant. You know what I'm saying the casting was brilliant. The animation. That movie is that movie's gonna go down in history because it came out before Endgame, right? Right before, yeah. Okay. That movie's gonna go down in history when we get older. I'll tell you right now. It's gonna go down in history as the first move that opened up American audiences to the idea of the multiverse. Now yeah, if you're sure. if you're a comic book geek, we've all been aware of the multiverse for fucking decades. Yeah. But that movie was the first commercial movie to really kind of break down how multiverses work on a goddamn art, you know. <clears throat> That's why I get nervous though, because Sony, you know, <sighs> it's worse than universe when won fucking Oscars. It was an Oscar award winning movie. <clears throat> Best animated flick. No fucking ninety nine. You don't want it to turn into bullet time, right? Well, the, well, the next movie now, right? The next Spider Man movie. They're talking about bringing in Andrew Garfield and Toby Tony McGuire. They're bringing back Jamie Foxx's Electro. So it's going to be different. It's yeah. not going to be seeing Electro. Yeah, but obviously they're they're doing multiverse, right? Yeah. But now it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, now you're doing the multiverse because they want to be the first ones to do it. Everybody's trying to get their multiverse movie out first. Which is because it's so popular, right? Because Spider Verse did so well. Spider Verse is like an isolated story, right? It wasn't necessarily meant to be like a whole universe. Obviously, it's going to be. They're going to make a Gwen Stacy movie, all kinds of shit. Of course, because it was so successful. But Why not? This is where Sony always fucks up because they get greedy. They get greedy. Exactly. At this point, it's like, ah, oh, man, I don't necessarily need all that in the next Spider-Man. It's that Disney shit. You dropped the Han Solo without really thinking about what the fuck you were doing. 
And what's interesting though is that I didn't even know this until like a couple of days ago that uh, even the movie they don't it did okay. Uh, Kevin Feige <laughs> Kevin Feige took over the entire Marvel Feige or Feige sorry Feige. I fuck your name up all the time. It's okay. <laughs> Take, takes he took over the entire Marvel entity. How do you say your name again? Jerron Eichner. Jerron Eichner. Yeah. Eichner. Yeah. Yeah. Just to let you guys know. I've known this guy for almost a decade, and I still fuck up his man. Everybody does. It's all good. It's it's, it's insane. Um, but yeah, but did you know that he's overseeing the entire Marvel brand now? That he, Feige? Yeah, he controls the comics, TV shows, and the movies now. His whole goal is to unify them under one thing. It's crazy, right? It's like, oh, man, one person now has overseas. It's like, how, it's like Stan Lee now, basically, of the entire Marvel there, that you see my face, right? The it's audience can. It's, it's interesting. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> we're we're still we're middle aged now. We're getting a little bit older, but hopefully, uh, you're blessed with another fifty years. Um, and you know, Feige's older than us. The next ten years, while we're still mildly young, they're gonna be very exciting, very exciting, and we're gonna know what comes of this. One guy. I mean, dude, this is like Walt Disney back. Like, bro, think about this, dude. This is big, dude. Okay, <laughs> man, like he proved it, dude. He, dude, he, dude, bro. This motherfucker created history. He created cinematic history that we haven't seen like since Chaplin, bro. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll attest to that. He deserves it. But here's the goddamn problem. Here's a goddamn problem. <laughs> Heavy is the head, man. Heavy is the fucking head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you got all these IPs under your fucking belt. How much energy do you have for all of them? And is the quality going to suffer? Now, you probably got great teams. You know, actually, come on, dude. We're talking about Disney here. Dude, he has the cushiest job in the world. He just has to make sure it all connects and he's the master of that. So he, they, they just pay him to do what he already did. Now, he'll be fine. I don't even know why I'm tripping. It's not a situation where I have to now watch a certain TV show or read a comic to understand a particular plot point in a movie or vice versa, right? Like, oh, I I read a comic book and now I don't understand this because I didn't watch the last Spider-Man. Which I think that's where my theory comes is that he he integrates the universe so closely that you have to now consume all of it to enjoy it. I don't like that. Yeah. That's that's where I got the stink face. Um, what I do enjoy, I can enjoy the cinematic universe for where it is, but I also deeply enjoy the comics and what the new artists and, and writers are coming up with in the new generation and how they reinvent these stories, right. which you really can't film. It's right. still comic you can't, you shit. Can't do that, yeah. Right. And so I like the separation of that. Um I mean, it's, it's one of those things, though, because going back to the whole multiverse conversation, right? Right. I, I watched the whole fucking, this is a film theory, Matt Pat video on YouTube that talked about this. <clears throat> Basically, so Marvel... I love that guy. Film theory is fucking awesome. MCU is considered to be uh, Earth 19999. Okay. Right. So it's, it's included in the multiverse. And I guess, like, what, according to what I was reading watching this video is that the idea is that... Uh, they now want to take that universe and include it in the comic books. So now when the next multiverse event happens in the comic books, that includes the cinematic version of Iron Man. That's where it's version. a problem, dude. I think, I think that's a little bit too much, right? It's too it's much, like, okay, dude. You don't need Tony Stark. Nah, dude. Uh, I, it's Robert Downey Jr. Version. Bro, you were a kid in the 90s, dog. Did you ever read a comic, um, a comic book that came out with the movie? That shit was whack, bro. 
When have, have you ever read any... Dude, everything that... I'm I, thinking. I'm, I'm going through the head. I'm thinking. I mean... Think about video games, bro. Every video game when you were a kid that came out with the movie, that shit was garbage, nigga. Because it was all about this rushing it out. But see, that's the thing, though. It's like... You didn't put the may, fucking milk. Maybe Kevin Feige can figure this out, right? Where it's like... The quality control is the there. The quality control plus the balance. For me, it's the balance, right? Because I don't want to be sitting here having to buy all these damn comics just to understand the next Spider-Man, right? Dude, it just... But, you know, they're already tra- talking about multiverses and shit. Like I said, there's a lot of pressure on him right now. They, they just announced today. They're trying to make um, us make it a new Stan Lee, bro. Uh, WandaVision's coming out in January, right? That shit better be dope. And that's right. That's exactly what I said. Like, that shit better be dope, dude, bro. Too much pressure. Too much pressure on the show to be fucking fans. It has, like, we, we, we didn't have an entire year of fucking MCU, right? After 10 years of fucking constant MCU interface. No MCU. And this is the first thing you're dropping? This is the first thing we're doing with WandaVision, right? Shit better be dope, bro. It has to be. But if you're thinking about it, it's like, man, this is Feige. It's like, I don't know, man. I think I think it's going to be dope, right? I think that no matter how you look at it, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be like it always is. If you go, we, we both love Lovecraft. We have our opinions about it, but we can both say that we're glad it exists, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. I have my objections about it. I could go without a couple fucking hardcore goddamn anal rape scenes. But either way, that's not the goddamn point. Right. <laughs> Overall, did you enjoy the goddamn experience? That's the job of the fucking director. That's the job of the writer. That's the job of the producer. Did you have a good time? Look, I don't give a fuck if you didn't like all the parts. Did you have a good time? Did, were, 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 were you enthralled? Did you, were you emotionally invested? Did you keep watching my shit? And if you kept watching my shit, I got my money. So if you don't like it or not, go fuck yourself. Kevin Feige's got that money for the last 10 years. Everything these niggas come... Nigga, we have, we have made these niggas rich, bro. How much money have you given Disney? Well, it's Disney now, but I'm nigga from the beginning, nigga. I saw Iron Man in the theater, nigga. Yeah, the first one, yeah. I've seen every goddamn Iron... Wait, hold on. I've seen all, all of them in the theater, for sure. I think part three it's I watched. franchise. I mean, the whole MCU is one of the best franchises. Dude, it's it's, it's one of those franchises where it's like, you gotta see it on the screen. But, yeah, but now it's TV shows, yeah, right? So now you got the, you got WandaVision, you got... So the, the ride, you gotta whip that pin hard, dog. You gotta whip... Like, that's the whole thing with TV <clears throat> for movies. When you well, got movie budget, you got spectacle. When it's fucking television, you gotta whip that pen, dog. Well, that's the thing about it. And that's, like, where I kind of, like, give Feige the benefit of the doubt. Because you look at what happened, right, back in the day when Marvel was broke as fuck and they sold all these franchises X-Men. They fucked up, but right. they had to. And so now then Disney bought what was left and was like, all right, what we got? Oh, we got... Ooh, we got Avengers? I bet. And then he made it happen, right? He made that killed story. it. Fucking made Robert killed. Downey Jr. and Iron Man one of the coolest fucking dudes in the fucking in the ever. world, bro. Right. Nick, bro, I wasn't on. even that big of an Iron Man fan when that shit came out, right? Because I was like, ah, nigga, know. remember the Iron Man cartoon in the nineties? Kind of whack, right? It was whack as fuck. Yeah, bro. It's just like, all right, all right, nigga had a mullet and shit. But they they did that shit. That's why it's like, all right. I but now that am Iron Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then like. The extreme years. When it comes to where they're at now, right? They, now most of the Avengers are gone, according to the story. Right, yeah, the contracts so now, are up. So now we're next to the next year. Black Widow, fucking. They're talking they about, fucked that uh, up. Fucking bad. Moon Knight, like Moon Knight. Yeah, they're, they're talking about doing uh, Oscar. Uh, what's his face from Star Wars? Is Moon Knight, bro? Moon, dude, Moon Knight is Marvel Batman, dog. Like, Basically, yeah, dude. Yeah, they got Moon Knight. They got uh, they got uh, Black Black Captain America and his buddy. 
uh, Loki, which I is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's all like kind of B tier shit. Here's where, here's where D, here's where exactly, and here's where DC is. Uh, if DC can get their shit together, here's where they always trump Marvel. Okay, their characters are well known even by people that aren't fans, and so is Marvel as well. No one knows who the fuck Moon Knight is, but nope. but Marvel is a rip off of Batman. Moon Knight will never make the money from Marvel that fucking Batman does for DC. Well, this is the problem that they ran into with the Netflix shows, right? Where they tried to do like Jessica Jones and fucking yeah. Luke Cage and shit. Like, I love Luke Cage, but it's like, bro, you can't do Luke Like, you can't break down Luke Cage in a fashion where like it's going to be mainstream. It's just too black and it's just too... It's a product of its time. I mean, if you guys know your movie history, uh, 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 Nicholas Cage, uh, he, he got his name from uh, uh, the comic book, uh, uh, Luke Cage. Uh, uh, they're known as Power Man. Um, and that's where he, like, because he didn't want to be associated with his uncle, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. So he actually changed his name to Nicholas, not Coppola, Cage. And he got his name from Luke Cage. If you didn't know that, now you know. Yeah, and I think that, like, when it comes to Luke Cage and Daredevil and fucking Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, these are all great characters in the comic book world. When you try, Yeah, to if you're a nerd, but when you try to make that for a broad audience... Dude, okay, these are niche characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, even martial arts films, right? It's a niche medium, okay? And to have any success as a martial artist in that niche, you have to be the best in the world. Think about it. Donnie Yen is the best in the world, doc. Jet Li in his prime was five-time Wushu champion of China. Nigga, you know how many people live in China? A lot. Billion? To be the best nigga at Kung Fu in China. Five years in a row. How dope do you have to be, nigga? You don't even get to have pussy when you're that dope. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Facts, dog. You don't... Nigga, Mike Tyson, he talks about it. He's like... Hey, you know, it's like when I'm when, I, when I'm when I'm training, I don't smoke weed, I don't drink, you know, like you know, I just want to fornicate, you know. It's like nigga, the only pleasure you get is pussy, nigga. You just straight beast mode, bro. You you living clean, running at fucking five in the morning, nigga. You don't do none of this shit. You're watching all your niggas around, you do it. But when it's time for the fight, you're like the you're the best in the world, nigga. Yeah. And to be able to handle that pressure on a consistent basis. That's the thing though, it's like but we're talking about it, niche. It, it, it's about getting too big for your britches, right? Where like when, when Feige had <clears throat> Iron Man in the Avengers universe, he's like, "All right, I have a plan. I'm gonna do the Infinity Saga. Bet I got this locked. I, it was I, already, great. Know, I already know how this shit's gonna they end." They killed Fox like, like ten years ago, right? Yeah, or ten years from now. No, it was dope. End. But then it's like Netflix, Disney getting greedy. He's like, "Why don't you go ahead and do a show on Daredevil? Why don't you do that Luke Cage show?" Right. And they, they, all of them flopped, right? All of them got canceled. None of those yeah. shows fucking survived. Yeah. They weren't featured in the grand finale of Endgame, although they probably should have been, right? Like, it's just all those things where it's like, oh. But here's the problem friends. with Disney. Dude. Like, here's the fucking truth, dude. And here's what the fuck is going to happen. Disney doesn't care if it's good or not. They're going to get their money anyways. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch one. You're going to watch it anyways. (laughs) Just so you can talk shit about it. They don't care if it's good. And I was watching this internet video. I wish I could remember the the guy. um, I'll have to look at my history and give him a shout out on the next episode if I can remember. Um, But but actually, no. uh, You guys can look it up on YouTube. The video is about how Disney is killing culture. Sure. 
Definitely. Bro, we were talking about this last week, I believe. And I was talking about how no matter what we do, I mean, you know me, dude, I'm kind of a rock star, or at least I like to think I am, right? But it has to be dangerous. Like, Disney's safe. Everything's safe. But they, 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 you know the, 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 the secret of Disney and the animation making cute shit? Mm-hmm. You, you know the secret of that? How, like, it fucking, people in the 20s, when they fucking, they saw Mickey Mouse for the first time, it raised their endorphin levels and shit. They actually tested this shit. Did you know about that? No, I did not. Yeah, that's a real thing. Like, they have a science to how your brain works and what makes you feel good. So it doesn't matter if you like it or not. You will buy it. It's it's wall E in real life, bro. Like everything will be Disney. It's all Disney. Like we want to blow up and get successful. Well, guess what? Disney bought your IPs. Maybe. Now you get your house. Your kids will be fine and chill. But the culture, we're going to look back when we're older. Like we were young guys. We were passionate ones. What was this all about? Oh, we got all this shit now. But look at the fucking world. And we're about to die. Well, people and we help create this bullshit. Well, I was gonna say people love love the familiar, right? They hate the unknown. They hate the new. They hate change. But that's the role of the artist, right? That, that, that's our job, right? To that's a change. master comedian. But Disney knows that it's easier to just repeat the same formula over and over again because it's familiar, right? It's comfortable. You know, right. you know that the hero's gonna win at the end of the story. You know that it's safe. Like you know that this character is gonna do a certain thing at a certain point in time, like. It, the fact that it's predicted that it's, it's that study that like I don't even know where I read this at but the study is that a lot of people enjoy movies more um, when they know the ending because of the fact that <clears throat> they know the ending it's the, it's the comfortable idea that when you're in when you're watching a film or a TV show or if you, if you just know a story and you know how it's going to end it gives you a sense of comfort and this is the same reason why uh, kids or parents tell their kids uh, bedtime stories Every well, night, that that is 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 easily acceptable, and I completely understand that. And you know the old model, right? You do two for the studio, and if they do well, you get one for yourself, right? Right, yeah. And so that one for yourself is when you get to test out those different ideas. But if it flops, you're not going to get that chance again. Right. And if those first, if the first one flops, you ain't getting nothing else after that. Yeah. And the stakes are high when the game gets real. So what I've been trying to explain or not explain, but just kind of like introduce is Tarantino, whether you love him or hate him. Come on, dude. He's that outlaw director that we all grew up with. If you wanted to, if you were a black kid and wanted to direct movies, because I did, I wanted to be a director since I was fucking eight years old. Yeah. First time I saw Malcolm X, I'm like, this is what I want to do. When I saw fucking Bloodsport at five, I'm like, that's what I want to be. When I saw fucking Malcolm X, I'm like, that's what I want to do. And everything after that has been on the path to this shit we're doing right now. But the thing is, I'm sorry, excuse me. Let's uh, refresh the point. I was going to say, like, about the the idea of familiarity. You said Tarantino, but it's interesting. Oh, right, the outlaw filmmaker. Like, if you were a black kid growing up that wanted to be a director, whether you loved him or hate him, 
we all respect Tarantino, dude. Right. And and but, but it was a different time. It was the nineties. It was the age of the independent director. And what happened? These bigger studios butt up all these smaller studios. And now all these major studios have their own independent studio sublets that still are owned by them. Right. So it's the, the age of guys like us is over. We have to sell out if we want to be successful. Sure. And you think about Tarantino though, it's like it's even, never going to happen. Even with, like, his style. His, and he was made by Harvey Weinstein. And th- this is all, like, really, like, all directors. Like, you develop a style, right? Where it's, like... Spike Lee. Like, every every or, memorable or, director has a style. Where, where, where you see something, you see a Spielberg film, and you expect it to feel a certain type of way when you leave the theater. That goes for every director. But Tarantino, Every good director. Every good director. But Tarantino decided, oh, I'm going to do a fucking... A rom-com with no violence and no gore, right? Like, people be like... He wrote that. He didn't direct it. Yeah, I'm saying if he decided to do one of those, like, as it's like one of his like nine films or whatever, like, as one of it, people would be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Right? Like, why are you doing it? It, it would it would shake their, their 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 familiarity with it. It doesn't matter how great of a film it could be, right? It could be the, one of the greatest films of all time. You've introduced the audience, but like, he could make Casablanca, Blanc, Blanca, Blanca. How do you say Blanca? Casablanca. Casablanca. There you go. There you go. Right. Uh, it's like he, saying your name. It's very difficult. He, he can do Casablanca, <laughs> like the modern version of it, right? Yeah. And it could be fucking fantastic, but people are going to shit on it because it wasn't. It, well, it, they was, it wasn't Reservoir Dogs. Well, so, okay. So back to the, your main point that you're talking about when you're talking about how, like, of course we want to, you know, you want to be artistic and whatnot, but this is business. Yeah. And this is what people want to see. And if you're going to get paid for what people want to see, you're going to have to fucking play ball. It's not even about playing ball. Okay, here's my problem with the in every fucking hot director that fucking Disney and Warner Brothers has ran through is the same thing, dude. It's like they have a process and they want what they want. They hired me because they wanted me for what I do. And then when I got there to do what I'm here to do, they're like, no, we want it like this. And it's like, why the fuck did you hire me? I mean, it sucks because there's, there's only like, what, four major studios, right? Yeah, Sony, Warner, Universal, and another one I'm not thinking about. But the point is, is that Sony, it, Universal, Disney, Paramount, yeah, Paramount, and then Disney too, because they're, they're they're not owned by anybody. Yeah, Disney, Sony, Warner Brothers, Paramount. It's four. Yeah. Okay. So wow, we only have four studios. Well, the, yeah. Then you have like the little subsection, like you were saying, but they're owned by them. But even with like Tarantino, he was on Miramax. Yeah, Miramax. and then it got bought out by fucking the New Line. Remember New Line, New Ninja Line, Turtles, and all that yeah. shit. That was my shit. And when I was a kid, I wanted to work for Miramax or New Line, dude. When I was a kid, I wanted to fucking work for Miramax. They're talking about trying to reboot the. They said they want to redo Ninja Turtles, like like the first one, right? And it's like, well. No, because it's not it's not the same energy, right? It's now it like, is, it's it like can, it, conglomerate. Kids like, don't give a fuck about the turtles like they used to when we were kids, bro. That shit can only happen once. Um, I mean they're pretty popular, but like not like Dog, it's like lightning like, in a bottle, bro. It's like, okay, okay, Molly Cruz coming back. They're in their fifties, but like this new album is totally gonna sound like eighty seven. It's like nigga, they got grandkids, man. Okay. I mean they rebooted three <laughs> times already in turtles. Dude, in animation form, that shit's been rebooted like fucking five times. Oh yeah, the it's animation really, form, maybe there's like a bunch of TV shows. But they like, always get their money every fucking generation. Movies, they, they, sell they, toys. they had the they had the animated movie, and then they had the one Megan Fox and Michael Bay, Michael Bay one. I yeah, I saw that one. I, I saw both of those, yeah. and I don't remember either of them. I do, and whenever I remember those movies, it's mildly emotionally traumatizing. 
Yeah, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movie was one of those things. Bro, I don't need to hear Michelangelo talking about getting a heart on when he's looking at a human woman. It's weird, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I think Michelle's getting tighter. What the fuck, nigga? What am I watching? Yeah. And I saw that shit on bootleg, nigga. It's funny because I actually went to go. I got passes to go see that movie. Michael Bay ruined history, bro. And uh, I met. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't say I met him, but uh, what's his face from the second Ninja Turtles, Kino. Love. Oh, he was, oh. There, he was there as a special guest. I met him too, dude. I, uh, I met, dude. I, t- I used to have his uh, in my old apartment. I guess I lost it when I moved. I used Ernie Ray's Jr. is his name. Ernie Ray's I used Jr. to have his autograph because I served him at Chili's when I was a server when I first got out the Navy when I was twenty-two. Yeah, and no. and that's when the Final Food was on fucking MTV. Remember Final Food? Yes, yes, yeah, bro, yeah. Ernie Ray's Jr. Huh. It makes you think about fucking likes. Oh, uh, shout out to Ernie Reyes Jr. I know he's having some health issues right now, dog. We're praying for you and we love you, dog. You're a hero to us, man. Be strong. Bless up. Bless up. It makes you think about a bunch of movies like Three Ninjas. Oh, so, yeah. Rob Schneider. Like, like, the peak I, of his career. If we're going to reboot the movie, let, 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 let's reboot Three Ninjas. Dude, uh, let me tell you something. Hey, make them all black. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something about Three Ninjas, bro. I wrote... The script. I wrote my own version of Three Ninjas when I was a kid because we used to have creative writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been writing short stories since I was six, and I wrote my own version of Three Ninjas a year before that movie even came out. Facts. I don't. Hey, I stole your idea. Collective consciousness, shit, brah. Well, I think that it all comes from the ether, my dude. Yeah. It all comes from the you, ether. You put it out there, now they, they snatched it out. Nigga, why did Michael Jackson couldn't sleep? Nigga's like, if I go to sleep, Prince will get my ideas. Maybe. <laughs> right? Right? Um, but no, Three Ninjas, though, that's like one of those action movies that I came up on that are like really near and dear to me. I bet if I watched it right now, I'd probably think it was terrible. Oh, it's horrible, dude. But it's like, just, it has not aged well. I remember it super fondly, right? Like Rocky, Tum Tum, and Colt, right? I do, I do not. You know, like Three Ninjas, you know what? Let me tell you, you know, you know what I want to see, and I don't care what you want to call it. As soon as I can say, I, you know, you want to say when I'm going to tell you what I want to see. Everybody's going to call it that. Go ahead. You know what I want to see? Three ninjas with black kids. I just said that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you hyped that up. I already said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah three ninjas with black kids, like black three ninjas. Yeah, I just want to rip that shit off. That's an old ass IP. No one gives a fuck about it anymore. Let's make it with some fucking little nigglets, <laughs> and that should be. <laughs> Three niggas. Three nigglets. Three ninjas. Nah, I mean, like... Three tar babies. I think that, uh... I mean, that, that's kind of the funny thing that we're seeing right now, right? It's, all, it's like the black reboots. And it's like, yeah, let's reboot all the fucking 90s fucking terrible movies. Bro, right? look, that, we, that, we're, that we grew up fondly on, right? I'm gonna tell you the most racist thing I'm ever gonna say on this podcast and mean it and never fucking take it back. Okay. Right now. Warning. My job... Yeah, give me your discretion as <laughs> advice. My job as a black filmmaker is to rip off every good uh, every good white idea I've ever seen, make it black, and get paid for it. Sure. And if that bothers you, don't watch my shit. I think about, like, just corny-ass movies. Like, you remember that movie with uh, Holly Berry where she had the kids? and like, Losing they, Isaiah? No, no, no. And, like, they, like, had, like, the solar-powered race cars. And they went to Hawaii. I wouldn't watch that. Oh, man. That was a good movie though. It was, so it was like it was like one of those corny ass like 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 little giants, all right, type of movie. Remember? Oh, dude, you know what's my shit? The fucking the kid with the fucking arm he broke his arm. Uh, little big league. Fucking nah, 
picture of the year. What the fuck is that shit called? The fucking uh, it was a nigga from fucking. Uh, what are you talking about yeah, American he, Pie and yeah, shit. He breaks his arm and then yeah, yeah the uh, shit grew back. Fucking. It's not a little big league. It's the other one. Nah, um, bro. We're making that dude, but having the fucking little black kid, Tiger Tiger Woods golf version, bro. Like, don't make the same movie, right? Like, we don't want IPs with black people in them. Take the same franchise and make it different. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so rookie like rookie of the year. What's it? What's it called? Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, bro. Bro, has a 35 Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so. Give you an idea how the, the quality of the movies we were watching back then as a kid. But yeah, that was a great movie to me as a kid, right? But see, here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. I don't give a shit what it is. Here's what I care about on my Mr. Rogers tip. There's not enough entertainment for children. They're getting introduced to the internet too fast. No, they're getting introduced to adulthood too fast. There needs to be more media for kids. Like, dude, I love action movies and bloody shit and all that. But dude, I would love it if one day we got together and made a fucking kids film. I mean, a lot of it has to do with access, though, right? Because I think about my son, right, who's nine years old, and, like, YouTube is just so ubiquitous where it's just, like, they, they, they control the narrative of what these kids watch, and they don't, they don't really give a fuck. Because, you know, it's all user content that we all put up there, right? Yeah. Quote, unquote. But they control the algorithm. Um, but it's funny because YouTube crashed yesterday for, like, ten minutes. And, like... Really? Yeah. And it's nuts because, like... I must have been asleep. Bunch of people were like my girlfriend was like she was like oh she was at her parents' house trying to show a, a video of mine to her them, and uh, she hit me up like hanging on there and I was on my timeline people were talking about it. This is like like a twenty minute window. People going fucking ape shit about ape YouTube going out right, and it's like man like that's so much power because like I said algorithms right. It's not like it's like an open network. It's like nah. We're going to suppress that video. We're going to pump this video. You know what it is, dude? It's magnification of digital loneliness. Hmm. How about that for a goddamn song lyric? Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely about the, the connection, right? Oh, and I'm, I'm fucking digging the Adidas fit, bro. I used to have a black one, dude. I need to get a new one. This shit's hot. Anyways, back to what you were saying. YouTube and social media is, is one of those things that you know, allows us to connect. And we look for a story. I mean, the main thing I spend on YouTube, I, I use YouTube for two things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how to edit something or do a crazy effect on Premiere when I need to edit. And then like cool ass videos that are like fan theories or like movies or TV shows. That's basically what I watch YouTube for. But I think about that, right? Like as a kid, I didn't fucking have YouTube, but I still like cool stories. Bro, like, like Rookie of the Year. That's a cool ass story to me. Bro, right? I talk about this shit all the time, doc. Dude, as a martial artist, doc, I couldn't learn Kung Fu styles unless I found a nigga that knew the fucking style. Right. I, I had to fight countless dudes to learn some shit, bro. Like, right. It, like that, it, that's never gonna, nigga, I can go on YouTube and look at every Kung Fu style that's ever been made. And like, if you know how Kung Fu works, it's a form, nigga. It's a certain number of moves and it might change from school to school, but it's the same fucking form. It's a lot of access, a lot of knowledge. It's like too much knowledge, right? Where dude, like, Denzel Washington talked about it. It's like, dude, your 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 brain can only handle so much. You're over bombarded, dog, and you're emotionally distracted, dog. See what we're losing with all this digital media is our connection to the earth and the spiritual path that we came on this planet on, dog. All this shit should be used as a tool, but when you use it as a way of life, it corrupts the natural essence of your humanity, my nigga. Don't let the alcohol fool you, bro. Um. Yes and no. I mean, I agree to an extent. But here's the thing. I, I, you can't stop time. You can't stop time. So this, these generations and generations after that. But here's a goddamn thing, though. 
All this shit that we're using, it takes mineral resources that we're running out of. In a couple generations, that cell phone won't exist anymore. Yeah, I don't worry about that. Well, we're not. You're not going to be here when that happens. I mean, you got you have dudes like Nikola Tesla who invented fucking electricity in the sky, bro. So it's just a matter of like really, you know, unlo- human in- ingenuity. Yeah, unearthing those old fucking. Ways. Well, I think that's the only thing that kind of sucks about dying is you don't see how the shit ends. Because uh, you know it's a beautiful story, dude. I mean, for, for its highs and lows, you do. maybe you do. You don't know. Well, I can't. Maybe, this maybe is, you get the fast forwards at the end when you die, right? Uh, this isn't my first rodeo. I think I might see the end. But uh, I think that for me, like, I'm a big proponent of the of the human singularity. Like, eventually, we all become one collective consciousness. The internet is like, bro. But dude, would you? The internet is the most primitive form of that. Like the most primitive form of that. It's only leading to that same direction. And is so whether you love two, it or it's 2, like two thousand years from now when we have it'll be so normal you won't you would think that the individualism that we have now is wrong. Yes. That's crazy, but it is what it is, dude. That's you ever seen that Rick and Morty episode where uh Rick and Morty uh fucks a chick, like the singularity chick? Yeah. And then, like, he gets her all drunk, and then everybody starts fucking to get all fucked up and shit. Yeah. And then the people, like, they take off their shirts, and they're like, oh, you have square nipples, and I have triangle nipples, <laughs> and they start fighting and shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, at the end of the day, we're all the fucking same, from the same organism, but we have, <laughs> this sounds kind of weird, but, like, our individualism is almost kind of parasitic to our understanding of what the world is, because we're so fiercely protective of our ego, and so fiercely protective of our understanding of who we are as people, like, oh, I'm me, right? I'm so me that you can't be me, right? And I can't be you. Right. And we're never going to fucking understand each other because right. I'm me. I'm so caught in myself. I can't even see you. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we, were, we came from the same shit, right? God, born, yeah. Born the same way, have the same molecules, the same is, thing. Isn't the goddamn thing? Yeah. 99.9999% the same. The only difference is like the small genetic quirks that make us different. All it is, you know, it's even less than that. You know, all it is is that you went to the same store as me and you picked a different shirt. Sure. Definitely. That's it. Yeah. But we're both wearing shirts. And I think about, you know, there's billions and billions of planets and stars out there. And it's like, we're not alone. So in a collective consciousness that matter, it's like, we're all part of the same. Well, I mean, this is a, a film show, but... You know, I've been practicing martial arts for 30 years. And I tell people all the time, like, you know, the first 10 years, it's about fighting. The next 10 years, it's about understanding what fighting means. Yeah. And then the decade I'm in now until I'm 40 is about fighting yourself and defeating yourself. That reminds me of a saying that's like one of my favorite sayings of all time is like, at age 10, you're trying to save the universe. Right. At age 20, you're trying to save the earth. Right. At age 30, you're trying to save your family, your friends. Yeah. At age 40, you're trying to save yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like real shit. <laughs> That's basically yeah. like life in a nutshell. But, but check it out, dude. That, 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 that breaks me through to one of my personal philosophies that I've, that I've, that I've realized at my age. Life is not about gaining. Life is about letting go. Yeah. The more that you can let, like we talked about this when we were grabbing this, you're like, man, you got a long ass list. And I'm like, damn, you're right. There's too much shit that I need. But you know what I really need? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Steve Martin. All I need is this beer, this podcast, your friendship, that sword, 
my headband. I need my couch. That laptop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? The yeah. old jerk, right? But if we can just be like, yo, I have everything I need anyways because I'm blessed and I'm one with the one. And so that's always going to be so I don't got to worry about that. What I'm grateful for is this energy. Exactly. That I have right now. It's appreciation. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, Gratitude. We're random. Your life, this even this interaction is a nigga, random. It's a random there's a whole, excuse me, there's a whole galaxy in your body, nigga. There's so there's 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 many life forms in, on your body alive right now as there there is in our galaxy that we live. In. There's that much shit that's alive on you right now. Yeah. There's whole lives. Niggas have houses and pay rent on your body, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Like and you don't even know. Nigga, and man, on a microscopic level, do you don't you have no nigga, there's shit in your eyes, nigga. You just wipe your eyes, nigga. You're killing niggas every day, bro. But honestly, we might be the shit on someone else's eye, right? And that's the whole thing. That was the, the dopest part about fucking uh the end of men in black, the first one, nigga. Oh, when he's in out. Oh, come on, bro. Yeah, it's genius. Some dude playing some, some but boxes. what martial arts has taught me, and I got distracted from that point. <clears throat> but I'll put it in a nutshell, because I could talk to you guys all night about it, which I will not do. But I'll give you this little piece. The biggest thing is the smallest thing is the smallest thing is the biggest thing. When you understand that, then you can understand that the end is the beginning and the beginning is the end. So everything is cyclical. Everything is a circle. You know, if you look at how energy works, if you look at our galaxy, if you look at the way things move, if you look at how a planet is shaped, it's a goddamn circle. Yeah. Kung Fu, the greatest Kung Fu moves in the fucking circle. Everything is a circle. If you come at me straight, I go in a circle. If you come in a circle, I go straight. This is just rules. We call it physics. We get so, what you're talking about, the ego. We get so lost in ourselves and the idea of ourselves, we forget what made us. We forget there's rules to this shit before we started making shit up to feel safe. And that's the Democrats, Republicans, Trump, fucking Biden. You're just gravitating to things that make you feel safe because you're scared. Well, we're constantly on the verge of insanity, right? Why? Because pharmaceuticals, no, just the media, the fear, the unknown, the racism earlier. Like we 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 like the familiar. We we enjoy being familiar things, and we don't know what happens when we die. We don't know what happens. But here's the goddamn problem with that, dude. When we get so caught up in familiarity, you know what happens when you get so caught up in safety nets and shit? You don't grow. You stop evolution. Yeah, you there stop, you stop, go. You stop growing, yeah. And that's how guys like us by selling out kill society. Yeah. I mean, and, and growth is a relative term in, in the, on a personal basis. Dog, you're looking at it on a goddamn national level faster than you ever could have imagined when you were twenty when you were 26. Yeah. I mean, COVID- Did you ever think you'd be living in the fucking 60s in 2020, nigga? I mean, COVID definitely uh, has forced change. And um, that's probably why we have so much tension, because as I said before, we're all shut in. Well, well, nothing is uncertain. Everything is uncertain right now. Right. Like there's no familiarity. There's no. Uh, Now I'm starting to understand your point. You look forward and we don't know what the fuck's going to happen in 2021. Right. Yeah. Everybody right now is is, is so tense. We think that some fucking white nationalist group is going to go shoot up a mall or some shit like that. Like. Tensions are higher now. We have, that's fear. That's that, that that insanity. But you know what we need, though, man? You know what we need, right? You know what we need, right? No. Dude, come on. You fucking know this. Growth, understanding. No, we need fucking Art. love, mate. Love? Yes. Yeah. And as artists, 
we have to use our art to show the world how easy that could be. I think there's plenty of love out there, but the problem is, is that making love cool again, making love relevant, uh, making yeah. love as popular as Trump. How do you do that? You don't, because that's the, it's one of those things where it's like. I think you can. Man. I mean, we only have a couple minutes left, but the ideas of like the laws of attraction. And What's my time? How much time we got? I was gonna probably close out right now. Actually, right, right, at, right, at hour right now. Oh, well, now nah, I want to finish this point. Um, just the idea of laws of attraction and the fact that you know people think that if you keep thinking about something, that's how you get it, right? Like, oh, I want more love. I want more love. So we need more love. And it's like, no, it's it's yeah. action through intention, right? Right. Like people Which say, is the highest definition of love. Like, hell, the perfect example is putting together this fucking film, right? And it's like, sure, there's plenty of people I reached out to to play certain roles. And I'm like, hey, you can do this, you can do that. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. And, then, and like, I'm putting the energy out there. But right. if the intention's not there, like, if you're just there just to be on, like, oh, I just want to be on your film, but you don't fucking show up, right? You got to keep it moving. And, I, and when it comes to love, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it has to be physical and mental and spiritual on a whole level right. to create that shift. If it's not all all the above, then you, you don't have a shift. You don't push the narrative. It becomes something that's more about either... Uh, it becomes pedantic or becomes pandering. You know what I'm saying, right. and you have like dudes kneeling and can't take off. That's not love. Mm-hmm. They try to play it as love, right? But it's, they're missing one of those elements. That's exactly what I'm going through right now. It's unfortunate that we have to include it right now because you just totally fucking opened my mind. Some <laughs> really awesome shit. So I, yeah, sure. Thank you very much. Well, we'll keep talking the next week. No, we're gonna do this every week. Well, you know, I do enjoy these conversations. Yeah. Therapy is kind of shut down now due to COVID. They're, they're necessary, I think. Um, I think, like I said, we're, we're gravitating to a lot of people. I think people are enjoying what we're talking about. So we do appreciate the listeners. This is a good place to end it. This is the Impossible Color Podcast. Uh, yeah, we've been doing this shit every week, and we're making a movie called The Bond. So if you go the check Bond. that out at thebondmovie.com, I actually updated the website, uh, connected the Instagram page, and there's an email link on there. Drop your email. And I heard like I heard the theme song today half of it because I had a guest over and they ruined it but dude it's hot yes I've been working on the soundtrack and it's great we got, it's a, like, lot of, it's we got like, a lot of cool stuff bro this is some of your best work dude I really I was I was really from the beginning just from the I'm I'm seeing the train tracks like I yeah it, you're killing it dude you're killing dope. it dope thank you man yeah I mean, yeah that, that'll be out soon in the meantime we're working on uh, we're trying to get to that 20% on the film so we can cut that young Batman trailer you know what I'm saying so um, yeah Stay tuned for that, and thanks you. Thank you to everybody who donated to the fucking. Uh, thank you so much, even if you don't like me. Thank we, you. We have like thirty eight people who have donated. Uh, on thank you, Jamie Frosto. She was the first person to donate. She was, and then also, um, as far as private donated donors, extra ten. We've, we're close to like twenty eight hundred dollars. So thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. We and, love uh, you. And then also all of our listeners that we keep getting from around the world. As I said, they're at the top of this podcast. If you're in Russia, hearing this, one love to you, Germany, um, England, UK, Brazil. This is good talk, comrades. Drink so vodka. We appreciate that we're reaching new levels. And to all the black filmmakers that are listening to this, because I'm reaching out to a lot of people on Black Filmmakers Podcast. Black Fist. We appreciate y'all. And yeah, check us out because we love we're, you. we're trying to do this shit for y'all. So. Hey, look, man, we're all in this together. Look, we're all, we all want to have good lives. We all want to get to that a happy place before we get the fuck up out of here. But, you know, I'll tell you what. We'll get there a lot faster, kids, if we work together. I mean that. And on that note, enjoy the rest of y'all's 
life. See you next week. Peace. See you next week. Peace.